when you neglect the wisdom and the instruction that God has given, you're kind of just on your own. You're trying to navigate life, which God created, without His help. That's really kind of a foolish place to be. It's kind of like a person thinking they can go get in a plane and fly it without having a flight instructor. Welcome to You and Me and Jesus, a Christian marriage podcast. Hello, friends. Welcome back to You and Me and Jesus. I'm Carrie. And I'm Mindy. And we're here to talk to you again about Christian marriage. And today, we're going to talk to you about your personal relationship with Christ as individual partners within the marriage. I mean, you're listening to a podcast about Christian marriage, so it's probably safe for us to assume that you're wanting to build a Christian marriage. You're wanting to build a Christian family. And you've got to do that in exactly the right order. Christian comes first, and that means each of you as Christians have to be strong in your relationship with the Lord. The marriage relationship comes next as the next step in that progression. And then your family, the parenting, comes a step after that. Because your marriage health cannot surpass the level of maturity each of you possesses in your walk with the Lord. Wow, that's a pretty strong statement. Let's think about that for a minute. I think the reason that we want to highlight this point is because we've seen many situations where For example, the wife is a strong believer, goes to Bible studies, is passionate about raising the kids to know the Lord, all of that. And the dad, he's a believer, but he goes to church only, doesn't even have his own daily quiet time, is struggling with temptations and laziness and pride and all kinds of things. And of course, I'm exaggerating the two sides here, but I think you see the point. You have kind of an imbalance in the relationship. You have one person who's really going hard for the Lord. The other is not. What's the result of that on the marriage? It's a sad mess. <laughs> <laughs> a mess? It's really? not a unified godly marriage, that's for sure. Yeah. At the very least, it's not that. So each spouse needs to nurture their own relationship with God if they're going to have a strong Christian marriage. And there's really two tools God's given us to do that. The most important tool that I believe he's given us is daily time in his word, being led by the Holy Spirit who's living inside of us. Psalms 119.105 says, your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Yeah, I've always loved the imagery of this psalm. I imagine holding an old lantern or in the day of the psalmist, it would have been a clay lamp of some sort with oil in it. And imagine how much light does that really give off if you're out on a dark path. Not a whole lot, just enough to see the next two or three steps, probably. And so, to me, God's Word functions in that way, and that that small radius of sight that it illuminates, to me, represents the day-to-day choices, the little elements of everyday life. We need God's Word to inform us, how should I handle this decision? How should I deal with my kids' disobedience in this area? How should I handle my wife when she's upset? I mean, you probably have examples of your own you can think of. How do I love my husband well when he might be not loving me well? Oh, wow. Or Does that ever happen? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, of course it does. Or if he's coming home late from work or, you know, whatever. Yeah. And so God's word is 
fundamental. Let's look also at Deuteronomy 32, 46 through 47. Now, before I read this, let me set up the context. God's people have come out of captivity in Egypt under the leadership of Moses, who God appointed to be their leader. They came to the promised land, were at the Jordan River, sent in some spies to check out the land, and they came back and said, no way. And well, 10 of them did. Two of them said, yeah, we can take them. And so for their disobedience, because the people listened to the 10, God had them wander in the wilderness for 40 years. And so this passage comes when they're back at the Jordan River again, and they're about to cross over into the land. And Moses is reiterating the law, and he's encouraging them to listen to the law. And here's what he says in Deuteronomy 32, 46 through 47. It says, when Moses had finished speaking all these words to Israel, he said to them, take to heart all the words by which I'm warning you today, that you may command them to your children, that they may be careful to do all the words of this law. For it is no empty word for you, but your very life. There's a couple of things in here I think are worthy of paying attention to. First of all, that phrase, take to heart. When you hear that phrase, what does it mean to you? Take it seriously. Think about it. Ponder it. Yeah, it's not something to be a tangential issue. We're supposed to seriously consider God's word. It's not a take it or leave it kind of a resource. And we see that even more when he says, it is your very life. I don't think enough about God's word being the equivalent to my very life. We need to think of it more like that, don't we? We absolutely do. And we could also kind of rephrase that saying where it says, but this is your very life. This is your very marriage, your very home. If you want a good marriage, a godly marriage, a marriage that's pleasing to God, then we need to take seriously obeying his word, his instruction. Yeah, I also notice here that Moses said, take to heart these things which I'm warning you with today. The warning isn't, hey, don't do that, do that. The warning is, don't neglect God's word. Because when you neglect the wisdom and the instruction that God has given, you're kind of just on your own. You're trying to navigate life, which God created, without his help. That's really kind of a foolish place to be. It's kind of like a a person thinking they can go get in a plane and fly it without having a flight instructor. You know, it's just not a good idea. That example you you gave about trying to fly a plane, it's kind of silly, but if someone were to do that, what would probably happen? They would probably get up in the air and they would crash and their life would end. If they even get in the air before they crash and burn. Yeah. Right. And so here, many times marriages are trying to live a life of marriage, but because they're not gaining the life of their marriage through Christ and his word, their marriage dies. Yeah, because the Bible is full of wisdom and principles that apply to marriage because the Bible is full of wisdom and principles that apply to relationships. The way we talk about our faith in God is a relationship, not a religion. That's because the Bible teaches us that and gives us principles for how to live in relationships rightly. So to apply that to our marriage just makes sense. Now, there's a second tool that we're given that is vital for us to live a daily Christian life as a believer, and that's daily prayer. Philippians 4, 6-7 through says, Do not be anxious about anything. Raise your hand if you're ever anxious, and that's all of us. But in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So I think it's interesting the way Paul 
poses this, it's like prayer is the antidote to anxiety. Stress, fear, all those things that crowd in on us, prayer is the antidote. Mindy, I know you've had an extensive prayer life since you've been very young. How has prayer helped you when it comes to the worries and anxieties of life? I would say maybe one of the first things is it has made me be dependent on God. So a lot of times we might feel like having a prayer life is hard work. I don't really want to do that. That Why do I really need to do that? And I believe God has commanded us to pray without ceasing. One, because he wants us to grow in unity and relationship with him. But he also wants us to learn and grow in dependence on him. So this verse talks about not being anxious about anything, but going to God in prayer about those things. What's that going to do? It's going to cause us to ask him for something, and then we're going to depend on him to provide it. We're going to be waiting on him instead of not giving him a thought throughout the day and trying to work things out in our own strength, which would cause us to not be living a godly life or experiencing a godly marriage. Yeah, that dependence is so important. Now notice here too that Paul says, in everything by prayer. So if we are to be praying about everything, then I think at the very least we should be praying daily. You know what I'm saying? If not throughout the day in, you know, little foxhole kind of prayers where you're in the middle of a circumstance and, oh God, help me, help me understand, help me know what to do, you know, help me deal with my, my wife's problem right now, you know, whatever the situation is. Yeah. And along with that, I mean, this verse is talking about anxiousness, but God is wanting us to thank him regularly. Well, it does say him with thanksgiving. Yeah. And with thanksgiving. So prayer is also thanking him and praising him. He wants us to be close to him in relationship. And prayer is one of the best ways to bring that about. Yeah, I think a great illustration that we've all experienced is when you receive a special gift and you go to the person and thank them from your heart. What does that do for your relationship, the fact that you came and you gave thanks? It kind of solidifies the relationship. It kind of completes that action of the giving and the receiving. And there's love and appreciation, a deepening of that connection between the two people. Yeah. A recognizing of the kindness is a gift to the person who gave the gift. Yeah. And so move that from a human relationship into our relationship with God. That's what Thanksgiving does in our relationship with him, which I think is very important for us to notice because God being a spirit and being unseen It can be very hard to feel like he's there, but when we're thankful, we know that there's something happening there. We're drawing close to him. He's drawing closer to us. It's building the relationship. Now, another thing that I think is important here is that peace comes from entrusting things to God through prayer. It says when you lay all these things at his feet, the peace of God will guard your heart and mind. So it's it's even a protective thing for us to pray. And I don't think we think about prayer as a protective thing very often. I don't think we do, but you're right. When we are feeling a peace after we entrusted something to the Lord, because we're going to believe that he's going to answer, you're protected from worrying again. You're protected from fear, anger, depression, possibly. (laughs) Yeah. There's just a lot of protection that could happen. Yeah, absolutely. And let's look at one more passage here. James chapter 1, verses 5 and 6 says, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God. So prayer, let him ask God, who gives generously to all without reproach, and it will be given to him. 
Now, first, let's just stop right there. This is a tremendous promise. The God of the universe promises to give us his wisdom. And then verse 6 says, But let him ask in faith with no doubting, for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that's driven and tossed by the wind. We are guaranteed the wisdom of God if we'll simply ask for it. And that's an act of prayer, isn't it? Yeah, it definitely is. And don't we all need wisdom to know how to best love our husband or our wife? That's the foundation of what we need from the Lord when we're in a marriage. Absolutely. To know how to communicate well, to know how to love them in view of their particular hurts and wounds from their upbringing or experiences. I mean, the unity of marriage comes about through the application of wisdom. And boy, we really need that, don't we? Okay, we mentioned in our beginning episode, we're going to be giving you assignments for each of these episodes. And we're going to give you a multiple choice kind of an assignment this time. We've got three things here. We're going to give you the option to pick the one you want because our goal in this episode is to encourage you to start or level up your relationship with the Lord as an individual within your marriage. So how are you going to do that? What are some tools you can use? Well, the first, if I might humbly encourage you, listen to my other podcast, The Morning Mindset. It's a six-minute daily encouragement, time in the scripture, prayer, applying it to our lives that can fit into your routine really easily. I mean, as you're putting on your makeup, as you're driving in the car to work, as you're you know, getting breakfast ready. Uh, we, we have friends who listen to it every morning and their little baby recognizes my voice. It's really kind of funny. But it's just a simple, easy way to get started if you don't really know where to begin. Another idea or one to add to that one about the morning mindset is to find a book in the Bible that you want to go through, that you want to know more, and maybe get a journal or, or notebook or something like that and just slowly go through it verse by verse or a few verses at a time, and then just write down in your notebook what you hear them saying and either write out prayers or pray to the Lord about what you read. If you're reading about this, for example, the verse, don't be anxious for anything. Well, what you write out what that means to you. And then your prayer would be, dear Lord, help me not to be anxious. Help me to remember to pray to you about these things. So it Studying through the Bible can be and should be very practical to your daily life. Yeah, that's right. And in a situation like that, sometimes people are intimidated to go through a book of the Bible if they've never really started. And it doesn't really need to be intimidating. You're going to have questions. Write those down and ask God, show me what this means. If you have a question that you feel like someone you know might have an answer to, go and talk with them about it. Just take proactive steps in your relationship with the Lord, to dig into His Word and to understand what He's saying. Because remember what Moses said, it's a danger if you're not investing in God's Word, if you're not getting it into your life. That's a danger for you, and it's going to be a danger for your marriage as well. And rely heavily on the Holy Spirit within you. Ask Him to give you understanding. I mean, He is there eagerly waiting to give you understanding. One year when you read through the book of John, you might come up with say 50% of the understanding of that book, the next year when you read it again, you might know 60 to 70%. That's just how we grow on our knowledge as we grow in the Lord. So don't feel bad if you you feel like you only have elementary knowledge of God's word. What you're going to learn is going to be helpful to you, whether it's third grade level or seminary level. (laughs) Right, right. And back to our main point of this episode, your marriage, your Christian marriage, 
is only going to grow as both of you are pursuing the Lord personally. And then you're able to come together and move in the same direction together with the same heart, the same desires, the same zeal. You're able to build a marriage like Christ would have you build it. Focus on your relationship with the Lord. Find a time to spend in God's word, reading it, praying to the Lord, learning to depend on him, learning to ask him for what you need to be a godly husband or a wife. Simply find time to do that. It is your life. There's nothing more important than that. That's right. All right. Well, these assignments are going to be on a downloadable sheet that you can find on the website. You'll find a link to it in the description of this episode right there on your podcast player or app as well. Mindy, would you pray for our friends who are listening? Heavenly Father, thank you for your instruction, your clear instruction in your word to make it a priority and make it important to us. And thank you for your commandment to pray to you and pray regularly and daily to you. And I ask that you will give us your grace abounding, your help to be able to do these things. I ask for the couples who are listening, the husband or the wife, to be able to make those new habits in their lives and to cut things out that are getting in the way so that they could spend time reading your word and learning and growing from your Holy Spirit's teaching. I just pray that you will bring great encouragement and victory as they go down this path to putting their relationship with you first. In Jesus' name, amen. This podcast is a production of Morning Mindset Media. Find out how you can become a monthly partner to help us help you and others get their minds aligned with the truth of God's word. You can also find out about our other podcasts at morningmindsetmedia.com. Sure is long. Trickling water of the dish. You can always push the button in if you want. All right, so let's test your microphone. Hello, 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 Lord. We thank you and we trust you. You are going to do your work in this. And you are going to speak through us because you are faithful and you want to help people in our marriages. Hello, hello. Here I am. I'm a little bit hot. I need to turn that down in case I get very animated and excited. Don't want to blow people's ears out. Okay, so this podcast is you and me and Jesus. <laughs> okay. That's the one we're recording for. <laughs> so Christian marriage, no. So Christian couples out there that we are speaking to. No, that doesn't sound good. <laughs> yeah. Dear Lord, thank you for this great opportunity to share the insight and wisdom that you've given Father, I just ask that you will give us your words to speak to those couples who will be listening. Just what they need to hear, Lord. Make this very helpful and very full of hope. And I ask that you will change marriages because of what you teach through us in each of these episodes. Amen.